things on our own will, right? We do things on our own will. And sometimes God brings us to a place of like, you need to make room for me. And no matter what you have in life, no matter where you are in life, having the best positions and the job, wherever you're at in life, I think we always need to, he, he humbles us, he brings us back to our knees. And it may be during a time of a crisis like us, like a big wake-up call, having COVID with pneumonia, um, being on oxygen, uh, my wife having COVID too as well, and my grandma passing away, and people in my life, all my whole family got COVID and everything, and bringing us to a place of, God, what's going on? What's going on with our life? What's going on um, with our community? What's going on here? And it's God saying, make room for me in this place. Make room for me in your life. Make room for me in your career. Make room for me, in, and wherever you can, make room for him. And I think that's, that's where God has brought us to in our life. But <laughs> it's amazing good. That's what our topic is. My sermon is called Make Room. Um, and, but we came back. I don't know. We, we talked about family camp, but family camp uh, was an amazing time that we had. Uh, we went to the Ohio family camp. This is my second year going. The first year, oh my gosh, it was amazing. I got prophesied over, and I was like, oh my gosh, all the way out here in Ohio, God speaks to me. And then after that, a year, we're excited the next year, and then the COVID happened. We ended up going to Niagara Falls, making a family vacation out of it. But this year was amazing. I think everybody was expecting, everybody wanted a move of God, but every since the beginning of camp this year, we, they talked about the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, uh, believing in the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Holy Spirit, everything about the Holy Spirit throughout the whole week, and it was something that we need. And I believe that we need the Holy Spirit today, right? We need the Holy Spirit for wisdom, right? We need the Holy Spirit for knowledge. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our family's lives, in me and my wife's lives. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And how many of you guys believe we need the Holy Spirit in our communities? Amen? I was going to bring uh, Amanda's uh, what they call a, a yacker tracker. She's a teacher, right? Um, and it's a stop sign, and it has a, a, a green, orange, and red. And so whenever you guys are doing good, it would be green. And whenever you guys start getting a little loud, it's going to turn orange. And then whenever you guys are talking too much, it's going to be red. But I wanted to bring it, and I was going to set it up here in the middle. But I was hoping, hopefully, you guys stayed in the, um, the red and the orange area. And you guys were a little bit excited. But um, it would have been all green. You guys would have been good, good people. And you guys would have got gold stars on your way out. But um, I was thinking about it. But everything's packed up in storage. And, uh, but making room for God. And as the Holy Spirit is one of the biggest things that we, we believe in the Assemblies of God. I'm, a, I'm an Assemblies of God minister out of the state of um, um, I said Ohio, Arizona. And I'm going to get it transferred here to Ohio. So I am license, a licensed minister so I could marry, bury, preach, and all that good stuff. All right. Um, so I am a minister. Um, um, yeah, so, um, but one of the big things of the Holy Spirit is we believe in the, what, the, the deity, right, of God, right? The God, the God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the biggest things that we are doing. And one of the things that they were saying is um, uh, the Assembly of God started off in the Azusa Street Revival, right? And it was one of the largest, fastest growing uh, denominations, if you will, 
in the church, right? And now today, as we see it go vice versa right now. We see the Assembly of God churches are not very doing very well, right? Uh, we see, uh, like in our community, it was the Church of the Latter-day Saints that was moving. Nowadays, they say the largest uh, growing denomination now is um, Islamic, right? Muslim is the largest growing uh, denomination. And so where do we need to go? And I think we, we, we need to go back to what they were emphasized. We need to go back to the Holy Spirit, right? Back to teaching of the Holy Spirit. Back to being baptized and... and uh, the sermon and stuff like back back to being baptized and speaking in tongues, prophesying and so forth. And I think that's how we get the word of wisdom, word of knowledge for the people in our lives. But with that to say, I just wanted to share that about the knowledge of the camp. Um, but um, my sermon is not on the Holy Spirit. But I just want to encourage you guys to seek the Holy Spirit and, and make it manifested in your lives and your family's lives. And that's how I believe we're going to win the nation back back to God. And um, but God prompts us to places in our lives. It's so weird. I'm going to start off with a little bit of a joke. Um, you guys like jokes here? All right. So my grandpa, he, he's a welder. He's a welder. And um, he's I'm Native American. Right. I'm so native I'm Indian, you would say. Right. So I'm Native American, Indian, however you want to call it. Um, and my grandpa, he's a he's a Native American. and He works among uh, non-Native Americans. And um, Every time he goes to work, they always tease him, right? They tease him, hey, chief, how you doing, chief? And he says, okay, all right, call me chief. He says, um, I'll go along with it. And my grandpa says, looks around. He tells everybody, hey, it's going to rain today. You guys, wear your jacket, right? He's a chief. He's warning the people. He said, wear your jacket. He said, oh, whatever. He says, and so they start, they don't wear their jacket. And later on today, it gets cold. Next day, they say, hey, chief, uh, what's the weather going to be like today? He says, my grandpa looks up in the sky. He says, looks like it's going to be cloudy. It's going to rain about 2 o'clock. Next to you know, they go back to work. Sure enough, 2 o'clock rolls around. It starts to rain. Next to you know, okay, man, this chief knows his stuff. All right, so they, next morning they say, hey, chief, what's the weather? He said, well, looks like it's going to be windy about 4 o'clock, so uh, wear a light jacket. So sh- sure enough, 4 o'clock rolls around. Starts getting windy. Now they start. He does this every day for several weeks, and now they finally say, "Hey, chief, what's the weather gonna be like today?" He looks outside. He says, "I don't know. I forgot my uh, radio broke." <laughs> well, let's get into the sermon. Let's go ahead and stand for the reading of God's word. It's good having some fun with you guys. He is going to get to the point, right? All right, so we're going to turn to Deuteronomy, okay? So I almost said Leviticus. I said coming back from church camp, we're going to Leviticus because we were doing some square dancing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, we'll go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. It says, and here it says in Deuteronomy, if you're eating from the NIV, it says, do not forget the Lord, right? Do not forget the Lord. And then it was funny, I was reading, going back and forth with the King James Version too. It says, but in the King James, it's titled, God's Mercies in the Wilderness. So it's kind of a big difference between the two. But I'm going to be reading from the NIV. It says, number 8. So Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1 through 10. It says, be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you will, you 
may live and increase. How many of you guys want to increase in your life? And may enter and possess the land the Lord promised an oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was right in your heart. So Lord, help me. Whether or not you would keep his commands, he humbled you, caused you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had, had known to reach you, that man does not, to teach you, that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that a, as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe, observe the commands of the Lord your God. Walk in obedience to him and revering, and revering him for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Praise the Lord. A land with brooks, streams, and uh, deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills in a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey. Mm-mm-mm. A land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig um, copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, Praise the Lord, your God, for the good land he has given you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your, for your word today, Lord God. And Father God, as, as Amanda spoke today, Lord God, as saying, Lord, as make room, Lord God. And Father God, today I pray that, Lord, we would make room for you in this, in this time, Lord God, in this hour, Lord God, that we have here together, Lord. Lord, may you open up our hearts, Lord God. May you open up our minds, Lord God. Lord God, help us to listen to your Holy Spirit, Lord God, for what you are speaking to us, Lord God, what you're envisioning us, Lord God, in our lives, Lord God. Lord, as you say, Lord, as a father disciplines his son, Lord God, Lord God, I pray that you would examine our hearts this morning, Lord God, that we may live for you, Lord, wholeheartedly, Lord God, day in, day out, Lord God. We may worship you and praise you and give you glory. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. All right. <clears throat> so as we read, as we read the first 34 chapters, we're not going to do that today. Read the first 34 chapters of Deuteronomy. You will see how God's people dealt with not only hardship, testing, and doubt, but also the promises, hope, and trust. It tells us that Faith is not automatic, right? We just don't get faith, kind of like what we would say uh, a Baptist, almost like, right? If you, if once saved, always saved, kind of deal, or mechanical. It's not something that we just do every day, every out. It's, it's something that we, that is a growing relationship, right? Faith becomes personal, active when it springs from living relationship with the God, the loving God, right? And so it's a living relationship that we have with God, right? It's day in, day out, every day that we go out through our day. It's a relationship that we continue to grow with. I believe, I believe that many of us 
have known God at least one time in our life, right? As we go back, we, we look at it. Uh, many of us have known God at least one time in our life, our, our brothers, our sisters, our siblings that are out there um, in the world and so forth are not coming to church. They've known God in their, in their life. And, and one thing that they say is that God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. God is always with us to the very end of the age. And one thing, when God, when God blesses you with the Holy Spirit, he says, I will not, he says, my gifts, he says, are irrevocable. God will never leave us. God will never forsake us. But, it, but it's within us, right, that, that we choose to live for God, right? It says, in Arizona, in the community that we, we were working at, where I'm working at, is a community of 15,000 people. And they did a, a survey, a community-wide survey. And one of the survey questions was, have you known God in your life, right? And 90% of the people came back. I think it was 91 or 92% of the people came back. And they said they know God at least one time in their life. And I believe we could say that today. If we look out in the world, as we look into our church today, it's pretty, pretty empty, right, in our churches today. Some of our small communities, that they're empty. But... If we go out into the city of Elger, we go out to the city of McGuffey, go out to the city of Kenton and so forth, or Ada, and we do a survey, I guarantee that many of the people, majority of the people, at least one time in their life, whether if it was through VBS, whether if it was through youth camp, whether if it was through coming to a church service or a potluck, whatever it was, I guarantee that one of them is going to say, yeah, I know God, my grandma knows God, my mom knows God, or so forth. But I believe that, but one thing, they know God, but I think that we need to continue to have a living and active relationship with God. I believe, too, as well, that, that we, we, as America, were founded on Christian beliefs, right? We were founded on Christian beliefs. We were founded on the Christian church and so forth. But, but I believe that in, in, if we continue to go the way we are, we're, um, we're, we're no longer going to be a Christian nation. We're no longer going to be in the place that we're at. Um, but we need to make room for Jesus, right? We need to make room for Jesus, make room, and no matter what, in our hardships, our testings, our trials, whatever it is. But today we're going to start with, well, I'm going to tell you how to make room for Jesus, right? How to make room for Jesus is number one, make room for Jesus by being careful to follow every command, okay? So make room for Jesus by being careful to follow every command. Be careful to follow every command. In Deuteronomy 1, 8, 1, it says, I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised an oath to your ancestors. All right? So it says, be careful to follow every command, all right? So he's telling us, listen, okay? Be careful. Like when you tell your child, right? Be careful. Don't go out to the creek, right? Be careful. Take an adult with you. Be careful. It's snowing outside. It's icy outside. Be careful. He's telling us. He's waking us up. He's saying, listen, right? Listen with your ears, right? Listen, right? Listen. Be careful. Listen. So turn to your neighbor and say, listen, right? Listen. 
I believe we need to start listening, right? Listening to men of God, listening to women, women of God, listening as we listen to Moses, listen to our elder, right? A lot of times we, we like, a lot of, I think a lot of respect for elders have gone away, right? Um, and, and we don't listen to our elder because they have knowledge, they have the wisdom, they have the understanding, everything that they have done, they can tell us, they can teach us, everything. I think today we have gone away from listening from these people in our lives. For, for this time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, they will suit their own desires. They will, they will gather around them and with a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. 2 Timothy 4.3. I believe that we need to listen. We need to listen to men of God. We need to listen to women of God that are filled with the Holy Spirit, right? They're filled. They're listening to God. They're, they're giving a now message. They're giving a now prayer. They're giving a now thing, not saying something that I, I, I downloaded from sermon.net or something that I just read from this person or that person. But we're hearing from the word of God and saying, God spoke to me this. God told me this. And I believe right now that's what we need to do in order to grow the church of Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, we need to go back. I encourage you to find a spiritual mentor, right? Be careful to follow every command. We follow every command by, by listening to God and by finding a spiritual mentor in our life. And, I, and one thing that I do is I have a pastor that, that discipled me, that mentored me. Pastor Rena, she, she was there for me. Whenever I have an issue or whatever, uh, a marriage problem or a life problem, whatever, I call her and I say, hey, um, this is going on, whatever. And she, she's right there. She prays for me. She listens to us. She talks to me. And then whenever I say, Amanda's doing this, Amanda's doing that, she says, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, Phew. And that's somebody we need somebody in our life to, to tell us those things. Listen to the commands of the Lord. Um, Deuteronomy can, can be summed up in this way. Devote yourself wholeheartedly to God, right? Moses commands, he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strengths. And it's also found in Matthew uh, chapter 22 and 20, 27, 24. Uh, 37 and 40 says, Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And, and those are the greatest commandments of these, right? And love your neighbor as yourself, right? And I believe that's the biggest thing in following Christ to make room for God, right? Love the Lord your God, right? With all your heart, right? With all your soul, everything that is a part of you, right? Love God, love as much as you can with all your strength. And I believe that's, that's one of the biggest things in life is follow my commands. And that's what he was talking about. Follow my commands. He says, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength and, 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 and soul. And, and to make room with God, we need to love God with all our hearts, with all our mind. That way, that way. And it says that you may increase, right? If we say we want a, an increased life, right? We, everybody should say, I want to increase, right? I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. I want to be better next year than I am today, right? And one of the things that I encourage my clients is to is make a 10-year plan, right? Make a 10-year plan, break it up into one year, three year, five year, seven year, and then 10 year. And you look at people and say, where do you want to be in five years? Uh living in Judy's basement, <laughs> right? 
No, right? I want to have my own house. I want to hopefully have a family one day and so forth, right? I want to have these things in life, right? Making a plan in life is good. Making room for God, but allowing him to... When we put God first in our life, right? We put God in first in our life, then he's going to increase that. And, and I believe that that's the reason why I know the housing market is crazy. But before we looked at moving to Ohio, it was... Um, we bought our house well, before when we first started. We, we couldn't even afford a house. We finally worked and worked and worked and worked. We bought a house. And then before it was like we were going to have negative equity. Uh, the housing market was a different way. And then before it was like we're just going to make just enough to make it to Ohio off of our house after we move and everything, moving costs and everything. And now we look at the housing market again. And next, you know, it's like, boo, you're crazy, like 30, 40. $50,000 over asking price, and okay, I could finally pay off some bills, I could actually live in Ohio, and I could actually um, provide a trip for Ohio. But when we put God first in our life, right, not in our own timing, when we put God first, he's going to make the increase, all right? He's going to make the increase, because it says in Ephesians 3.20, it says, now to him who is able to immeasurably um, do more than all we... We ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, right? He's able to do more, far more than even we think or imagine, right? And I was only imagining only if I could just pay off my credit card, right? Oh, if I could only just do this and this, right? But God is far more abundantly. He works further and more than we even think or ask. So when we put God first, he's going to increase, right? When we make room for God, he's going to increase your finances. He's going to increase everything a part of your life. Then we say, um, it says that you may enter and possess the land, which is an oath to your ancestors. Amen. We're, we're all going to, God's going to provide when we make room for him. We open up our hearts and then pretty soon he's going to increase us. And then now we get to go back, right? We get to go back and possess the land. We get to go back and serve, right? It says one time, well, okay. All right. As we we're talking about it and, and um, earlier today that, um, uh, when, when we were having um, COVID and stuff like that, with this song, um, is that shake up the ground, right? Even though I believe it all of myself, I believe everything we're going, and this song, it says, shake up the ground of all my traditions. And then I think that is shake up the shake up the walls of all my religion and a lot of times i think in life that we 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 play it this way well i gotta i gotta um in order for me to experience god i gotta do this this and this and this in order to experience god right we become almost like a religion right we almost become um, um like in structure right but in, in allowing god to make room in our lives i think we need to allow him to to be open right change up our ways um Pastor Mark was uh, teaching about grace, right? Um, grace. And here, here's what I see. Uh, grace. And here, as Scripture reads, God's led us out of the wilderness to humble and test us in order so that we may know what's in our heart, whether or not we would keep his commands. I see grace. I see people take grace for granted in our lives. And grace as being under them. I think um, a lot of times what we say is um, what I see here is that um, 
I guess um, we're talking about grace these past two weeks, these several weeks. But what happens is I think that when God, when we ask God into our hearts and say, God, I make room for you. I believe in you. I, I trust in you. I give you my heart and all this stuff. And I believe sometimes in our lives that that what happens is God, it's like he covers us with an umbrella. He covers us with an umbrella. And this is grace. Right. And a lot of times what happens is as us as humans, we end up moving away from that umbrella. Right. We move away from the umbrella and we say God is so gracious to us. God is so kind to us. God is so merciful to us. But it's us as individuals that move away from his calling, that move away from his his love, his character, his his mercy and everything we move away. And then God is waiting for us to make room for him so that way we could be back under his covering, be back under that umbrella, be back under his protection, be back under his um, provision and his health and so forth. But I believe um, that's what we're doing. That's what I did. I knew that messed up. All right, number three. Make room for God before God humbles you, all right? So God does humble us, right? Um, it says, he humbled you, causing you to hunger, then feeding you with manna in which you, neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. The, the Lord brought testing and troubles to his people in the desert in order to teach them that life does not consist only of the physical level. Each person's well-being, both physically and spiritually, depends on a close relationship with God. With relationship with God and obedience to his word. So number three is make room for God before God humbles you. And here we really emphasize the the the, the word of God, right? Make room for God in the word, right? In Hebrews 3, uh, 4.12, it says, For the word of God is active. Right. It is it is active. It is sharper than a double edged sword. It penetrates even dividing the spirit and soul joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of our heart. And, and I think that that is one of the powerful things of the word. Right. It, it judges the hearts and attitudes of our heart. It is very powerful in our lives when we get into the word. Right. It, it helps us out. It's active. It's sharper than earth. Um, and they say it's a living, breathing. Um, it is living and breathing. Uh, Psalms 119 says, um, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Your words and 119, 105, it says your words are a lamp to my feet, a lamp, to, uh, a light to my path. Um, God takes us to a place uh, where we will humble, humble us a time or two in our lives. If we do not humble ourselves, God will humble us. The word is our shield. It was told that when we pray using scripture, I was told one time that the word is powerful, right? And it says, well, your, your is prayer is powerful thing. And one thing that I was told and I was taught that is, is when you pray with scripture, right? You pray with scripture, you, you, you meditate with scripture, whatever you do with life, you do according to God's word, right? In times that are, that are difficult, right? In times that are difficult, such as going through COVID. I don't know if you guys ever went through COVID, but it's a very dark thing. It takes your emotions. It, it makes you tired it takes your um, gives you depression and so forth but but when we go through different difficulties i'm reminded of god's word and his promises what what are things a lot of things is what i do is i i remind god of who he is right god 
You, you are the beginning and the end, right? You are the Alpha and Omega, Lord, and that you said, God, you said that when I go in, that I will be blessed. When I go out, that or when I go in and when I go out, I will be blessed, right? You said that I am above and not beneath. You said that, um, that you have forgiven my sins. You said that, God, if you are my father, Lord, I am your son. If you are this, I am your child, right, God? And, and what I do is I remind God of who he is. I, I remind God of who he is in my life. And then pretty soon I say, God, because you say this and you say, God, if if I ask for this in your name, you will give it to me according to your riches and glory. So you as a father, when we ask God, I encourage you guys to to use his word. His word is what he gave us. Right. He gave us his word. He gave us these scriptures. And I encourage you that, like you said, um, like I said earlier, is that my favorite scripture is Deuteronomy 4, 4, 43 and 2. It says, uh, when you pass through the fire, I will not be swept, right? And that's one of the biggest things when I was having COVID. I says, God, I don't know where we're going. And people were dying and stuff like that who had COVID. I was saying, God, whether, whatever fire I go through, God, I put it in your hand. And, I, and you say that I'm not going to be burned. And I give it to you, God. And I think providing scripture when you pray and reminding God, this is what you told me. This is what you said. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we do in life is give. God will give you what you need in his timing. Um, he challenged us to be faithful and obey the Lord and reject all forms of idolatry. And like I was talking about that earlier, is a lot of times God brings us to a place, right? Um, having the best job, right? The best job is being a uh, behavioral health professional, clinical advisor in my job. And um, we have 120 employees, and I'm the uh, only Native American out of all of them. Out of all the licensed people, I, have, I sit on a team of seven, and I'm only the Native American that is serving a Native American community that is fully licensed. And sometimes um, it gets to my head, right? It gets to my head, and I'm saying, well, I'm the only Native American, whatever, and stuff. I'm sitting amongst all these doctors and so forth. And... But that can become our, our idolatry, right? An idol in our lives. Uh, our career can become an idol and so forth. But when we, when we allow God to move in our lives, we make room for him and says, God, and I was telling my mentor, my pastor, and I says, I don't know what, how my job's going to be in Arizona, um, where I'm going to have a job in Ohio. And um, when I tried to resign and I, I put my, I was going to do my resignation. I was saying, hey, I'm resigning. I'm going to go be moving to Ohio. And my, my administrator says, I'm mad at you. Uh, we invested a lot in you, whatever. And I talked to her and I said the whole situation and why we're moving there. And she says, um, Dr. Arnett works from Utah. So-and-so works from so-and-so. How come you can't work from Ohio? And so... She says, stay. And I said, well, I could try it out. And she said, yes, yes, yes. Please, please stay as long as you can. And so I've been working from Arizona, living here in Ohio. And, but it's in our timing and in, in, in our relationship with God. God provides every part of us when we live according to his word, according to scripture, according to his purpose, when we make room for him in our lives. And, uh, but when we're faithful... And, oh, yeah, and my pastor, what she said is, I, and I says, I was telling her, I'm worried about 
moving to Ohio and having to go under an Ohio salary and living on a Arizona income um, lifestyle, pretty much. And um, she says, well, Ivan, she said, who provided that job? And I said, God did. She said, who could take that job away? God did. God can. And I, and I think about it as God is humbling us in every part of our lives is no matter what God provides, he can humble us whenever he wants to. Whenever my head was getting big, boom, get shot with COVID. We had one of the biggest, largest families, family that gets together and everything. And God rocked our whole family, tore our whole family apart with my grandma passing away. We're very family oriented and God pretty much humbled our family. And I remember thinking about it. Who provides that family? Who provides your, your future? Who provides everything in life? And God will humble us. And, and he, I think it's a testing of our faith. And we say, God, he's asking us, where are we going to be at, right? Where are we going to be at with him? And I just want to encourage you guys to, to do that. And one, one thing that I'm going to do, I think I've been going kind of long, right? Long? I'm good? All right. It says, <clears throat> um, Amanda, you want to go ahead and come up? I think we, I'm going to wrap it up here. And um, when we make room, uh, number seven, when we make room, we will never, <laughs> I had like five more points. <laughs> when we make room, we will never forget him and his commands. And some things I think about, too, is, is it's not, hopefully I get this message across, but it's not about finishing the message. It's about getting the point across, right? And, and I want to get this point across is I want to encourage you guys to make room for him. It says, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord, your God, for the good land he has given you. When I was reminded, when I went to Harvest Church, uh, the, the guy, he shared this scripture. He says, when you have eaten and satisfied, praise the Lord, your God. And I want to encourage you, and I want to always put it in my dining table above my um, kitchen is this scripture. Is, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord, your God. No matter where you are in life, right? You may be satisfied with your career. You may need God in your health. You may need God in your finances. You may need God uh, more spiritually in your life. I want to encourage you guys to make room for God. Make room for Him in your prayer life. Make room for God in your morning time. Make room for Him at, at dinner time. Whenever God has blessed you, right? God has provided for you. Do we say, God, thank you for uh, providing this opportunity. Thank you, God, for... Um, providing this meal. Thank you, God, for providing me this opportunity here today. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I am satisfied. I'm going to praise your name. So it says, whenever you have eaten and are satisfied, when you have eaten, whenever you had the best of life that God has given you, are we satisfied? Are we satisfied with God? Are we satisfied with? If so, praise the Lord, your God, because he, he is good and has given you the land. I think about the hard times that we go through. And we, we feel like giving up and we're reminded that you have paid the bills, you have made everything, you have kept me going, you have fought the good fight. 
And when you're hungry, even this time of COVID, it may have been rough. A lot of us, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of us have been on limited income and so forth. And when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord. And I want to encourage you guys to to enjoy life. And I just want you guys to stand up and we're going to go ahead and pray. And I just want you guys to lift your hands to the Lord and just surrender to him. And say, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for today. Lord, we just pray that, Lord, as we hear this word, Lord God, of of humility, Lord God, of, of humbleness, Lord God, and not forgetting you, Lord God. I just pray, Lord God, that you would make room in our lives, Lord God. You would make room with your Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord God. And Lord, I pray, Lord God, today that that we begin to open up our hearts, Lord God, that we may come back to you to the first love, Lord God, to the first knowing you, Lord, that we may know you, worship you, and praise you, Lord, with all our hearts, with all our minds, and with all our soul, Lord God, today, that, Lord, when we sit down and eat, Lord God, and we say, Lord, and we are satisfied, Lord, for for all the things you have provided for us, our job, our career, our health, Lord God, our finances, Lord. Lord, we thank you for that, Lord God. We give you glory, Lord God, and we praise your holy name for everything you have done. And we just give you it all in your name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.